Welcome back to The Catch. My name is Michael Adams. I'm joined by my co-host today, Jonathan Rahimi. Hello. No, How sorry, goes it? hello. Oh, yes, hello. <laughs> That's a quote from John and I's favorite movie, Megamind. Highly recommend. Such a good movie. Yeah, Great I, humor. It's hilarious. Um, probably one of Will Ferrell's better movies, even though he's not technically, I mean, he's animated, but he's in it. It's just so freaking funny. Oh my I never gosh. even really thought of that as being like a Will Ferrell movie. And I'm a oh. huge Will Ferrell fan. He's I know. like one of my favorite actors. Yeah. That movie is freaking hilarious. I just watched uh, his new movie, the, the Eurovision. How was that? Contest. I saw it. I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. Honestly, it was, it was pretty okay. <laughs> like it was weird hearing him do like an Icelandic, like Nordic accent the entire yeah. time. Um, but it, it was, I'd give it a good old like, uh on a will ferrell scale of like one to ten like one being his worst movie ten being his best i'd say it's like a nice little six or seven like it's a good movie to watch it's funny gets some good laughs and um not his best work but it's yeah. tough to match some of his some of his earlier work talladega nights like it's like how do you how do you live up to that movie that movie's amazing what is okay what's his i have a i have my own opinion about this what is his worst movie would you say that you've seen Oh, that I've seen. I don't know, actually. I I forget all the ones that I've seen with him. Um, what's you yours? Do you see the Sherlock one? No, I didn't see the Sherlock one. It looked funny. I love I, yeah. him. And what? Who's the guy that's with them? It's the oh John C. O'Reilly. Yeah, I love those two together. Yeah, not I good. heard horrible things about it. Like it was just garbage. Like not even like funny humor. It's just very like predictable and dumb like jokes. I feel like Will Ferrell movies get hit with that a lot. It's kind of like how Adam Sandler movies are too, where it's like people like kind of hate on for the fact of it being them. But if you watch them, sometimes they're better than what, like what their reviews Maybe. actually show. Yeah. Like I can't I imagine that can... Eurovision got great reviews, but I still enjoy oh, yeah, I watching know. it. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of it too is probably like we were just talking about, like they compare it to Talladega Nights, Anchorman, you know, these mega mind, you know, some of these classic movies with just golden humor and just like really witty writing. We were like, that was good. That was good. Like, classic lines like Olo, uh, you know knife in the leg <laughs> all i, I remember know, is, like, is oh stabbing himself in the leg with the knife <laughs> help me tom cruise oh my gosh amazing. <laughs> yeah those are those are great films that sadly though i should, i don't remember the last time i actually watched a movie. oh no i do i watched lord of the rings on tuesday oh really we watched, we watched return of the king the extended edition oh beautiful. you know how long that movie is isn't it like seven hours no it's like four though isn't it it's four hours and 11 minutes yeah i knew it was at least four it's it is insane. stupid long. I was sitting there, I was like, I love this, but this is really long. <laughs> I was just like blown away. I'm like, the book is 340 pages. Yeah, it's not that long. Like, it's not that long. It's a pretty average, I feel like, novel there. But there's just so much. I mean, granted, because the big, the big thing is like the battle scenes in the book are like four pages. Yeah. And then the movie is like an hour of like Minas Tirith getting just destroyed. Yeah, just straight battle. Yeah. So, but it was worth it. We were up to like one thirty in the morning. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking about Talladega Nights too, and how kind of like the general humor of it. Like I always thought it was like more of a goofy movie, but there is kind of like I don't know some real substance to it because it's all about Ricky Bobby. Like it's like self discovery almost. Mm. Like the Ricky Bobby in the first ten minutes of the movie is very different than the Ricky Bobby at the end of the movie. Um, that is true. It's like, it's like self-discovering yeah. and like knowing who he is, being okay with like his new life um, and like 
not caring about the yeah. materialistic things that he cared about once before. Not that yeah. he's a perfect person, right. um, but I thought it'd be a good segue into the topic of the exam and prayer because it is a lot about self-knowledge yeah. and self-discovery just through a really wild in weird way like driving in a car with a wildcat and like that kind of stuff <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> a freaking wildcat or is it a bobcat it's a bobcat it's a bobcat right? yeah it's a bobcat you're right <laughs> freaking bobcat oh that's that is that's a good nice little segue there i like that yeah so um you two days ago yeah july 31st was saint ignatius of loyola's feast day uh oh, yeah. for those of you don't know saint ignatius of loyola he is the uh, he's the founder of the Jesuits, and just a straight up baller of a saint. Um, he was uh, a saint in the I think fifteen, yeah, born in the late fifteenth century, into the sixteenth century, so like fifteen hundreds, right around when our uh, our good brothers and sisters of a Protestant vein were being formed by Martin Luther, fifteen seventeen. So he was kind of right around this time. Um, he was in Spain and he was a soldier. So, uh, kind of had that mentality. He wanted to be as big, you know, great, great knight, uh, famed in battle and all this stuff, but he got hit by a cannonball. Uh, so that kind of <laughs> short up any future plans. Uh, it broke his, shattered his life. I don't think it, it didn't actually hit him as I've been told in the story. Like it blew by his leg and the force of it just shattered his like knee. What? Yeah, like it, like the force of it coming by, like just like, like the shocked. wind. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how things work. Maybe the explosion did. I don't know. But point is, like, shattered his leg. Yeah. Um. So he got put in the hospital, and uh, he had nothing really to do other than you know read and kind of sit around and daydream. He went through all these books on knights and kings and great glory and stuff like that, and was like, okay, fine. And then someone gave him the book of the saints, and he read that, and was like, whoa, this is kind of like these are like the knights of the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would, I don't really think he was very into his faith at that point, but that kind of brought him into it and made him want to take it more seriously. So that kind of set him off on his path. Um, but just like a, a note about him and this will kind of come up, I think as we talk, but he was a very uh, prideful, arrogant and vain person. So I relate to him a lot. <laughs> uh, I've got a book of his, uh, his letters and writings and with me right here. And, it's just like, yeah, okay, I know what that's like. So he's a, he's a great hero of mine. But he, um, when he was recovering, his leg healed, but it healed to his dissatisfaction, i.e. his leg didn't look good in tights anymore because that was the fashion back in the time. So he had the doctor break his leg again so it would heal in a different way, which is like nuts. You're just like, uh, what? Like, break my leg again. I will look good in these tights, damn it. So <laughs> I've seen that uh, before. Yeah, I do it all the time. Um, anyways, that's why my dad's a foot doctor. You can kind of take care of that for me. Oh, yeah, down low. Yeah. Good old friend. But uh, so he went on to form the Jesuits and kind of the thing that he's known for with them is, well, there's two. The, the spiritual exercises, which is um, a retreat uh, normally done over 30 days, but has been condensed. You can do like a condensed version in eight days, which is what I did um, a couple, about a month ago. And, and then there's kind of, I think they've developed a way to do it, like kind of for regular folks who are working, which mm-hmm. is kind of neat. But the, the 30 day exercises is very like intense kind of way of, of praying through kind of 
salvation history and kind of coming to know the person of Jesus and, and electing to follow him, um, kind of an Ignatian style of like, as a soldier would follow his king, kind of electing, I'm going to choose to follow you into battle. Um, and whatever that means for your life, your vocation and such. The other thing was the examine. And the examine is this prayer that um, Ignatius held up as uh, kind of the pinnacle of the Jesuits, of the Society of Jesus. And this examine prayer was to be done three times a day, ideally. And um, he went so far as to say, like, as, you know, priests and missionaries as they were, this takes precedence over doing like liturgy of the hours, which is something you promised to do um, when you were ordained. So this was like the big deal. Like, um, and Ignatius' mind was to do this examine prayer because this is going to be the source of your, your spiritual life and fruit um, was to do this prayer. So we're going to get into that a little bit. I don't know how familiar you are. We kind of talked about this a little bit before we started, but how much you know about the examine. I mean, I, again, I got your text that you wanted the podcast on this and I was like, okay, interesting. I don't really know what that is. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, I, I know exactly what that is. I've seen it before. Yeah. But I also imagine that there are quite a few people who are in the same shoes with me where you hear the exam and prayer and it's kind of a unfamiliar term. Yeah. So I think a brief explanation would be uh, smart as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're going to try and break this down through the, through the steps. There's five, but uh, it is a quick thing about it. It's not the same as an examination of conscience. Um, which I think I definitely thought it was, and I definitely practiced it in that way for a long time. It was like, oh, it just means like, before I go to bed, I'll just quickly kind of run through my day and be like, I did this, this, and this, and I'm an idiot, and okay, goodbye, go to bed. Um, and that's not what Ignatius is, is trying to get at here. Um, it's not just for examining your sins. Though that is a good practice, and I will say, um, doing an act of contrition before bed, probably a good idea. Um, I think one of the things that's helped me a ton, I just kind of started this was like each morning, like getting up uh, and like trying as best I can. Like the first thing I do is like get on my knees no matter how tired I am and just trying to like thank God for the day and dedicating that day like to his service and asking what he wants me that day. And then at, at nighttime, the exam is kind of like the, the reverse of that. Like, okay, how did the day go? It's a review of the day essentially. Uh, where was God present? Where was I not attentive to him? What were the sins that I committed? Repent, resolve to... Um, commit to a life of virtue um, or to grow in some virtue the next day. Um, so it kind of encapsulates your day in the life of God. Um, I think it's kind of the, the point of it. So yeah, the prayer itself is very simple. It takes maybe about 15 minutes. Um, we can go longer if you really wanted to, but it shouldn't really take much more than that. Um, but kind of right at the outside, I want to make this clear that the goal of it um, and the goal of this podcast is to really focus on gratitude um, and fostering a sense of gratitude in our lives. Um, Cause for Ignatius, um, he kind of sees like uh, the cause and beginning and origin of all evil and sin in our world um, is kind of how we reply to God. So if we reply with ingratitude, we're going to sin. We're going to be self-sufficient, self-reliant. We don't need God. We're going to fall into sin um, and ultimately death. But if we recognize who we are and how we stand before God in relationship to him um, and recognizing all the good things that God is constantly offering us, um, we would have a disposition of gratitude towards him. And this leads us to a life of virtue and ultimately to a life of life. Interesting. Yeah. And I know I looked this up and I know that you said there are five parts. Um, 
and the first part, if I'm not wrong, is Thanksgiving, correct? Yes, sir. Nice. Yeah, right on. Um, yeah, so this is from uh, the spiritual exercises. Um, if I could find the page. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Technical difficulty. Okay, here we go. This is point 43 of uh, the spiritual exercises uh, where it says making the way of making a general examine containing five points. Point one, to give thanks to God for the benefits received. So basically, it's to start off um, and yeah, noting the gifts uh, that God's love has given me this day and to give thanks to God for them. Um, so I think a lot of times it's really easy to kind of uh, only thank God when something really good happens or like the thing that we wanted to happen happens. Like, oh, thank God that happened, you know, like that's really good. Um, but we kind of lose sight of like the really small things. Um, and I think this is where, at least for me, it, was, it became a chance for me to, uh, when I wasn't being grateful for the little things, to view God as kind of this distant person who had kind of set his treasure hunt out before me and I had to go kind of follow um, the path and figure out what was there. And then if I found something by my own effort, it was like, oh, cool. Like, um, I'll be thankful for God for that gift that he's kind of placed along the way for me to find. But um, otherwise... Uh, I don't really pay attention to him because he's not really around. Yeah, I'm all about those like little small things. And I, I know you've recommended it for a long time, that movie About Time. Oh, it yeah. also reminds me like this, one of the things that he can do when you can time travel, um, he goes and lives every day twice. And mm-hmm. on the second day, he appreciates all the little small things that happen in his life yeah. so much more. And even the small things that really frustrate him don't frustrate him anymore. He's able to kind of look at them and be like, oh, well, that wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I think it's so easy to go through life so quickly, especially day by day. It's just like, oh, I can't wait to get off work and I can't wait to finish this task and I can't wait to finally lay down and go to bed and I can't wait to relax, all these kind of little tiny things. And when we focus on those, we forget all the little tiny things that happen in those moments, like while we're working, like the nice things that happen then or while you're having dinner with your family, like mm-hmm. the little tiny conversations or the tiny moments, just the fact of somebody serving you food, like those little moments that we are just so overlooked and almost normal in our lives. Yeah. When we take time, I should take a step back and look at them as like a blessing. And in the eyes of like Thanksgiving, it's just a complete game changer for how we view not only ourselves and like the world, but those dearest to us as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, um, it's one of those things where uh, as Ignatius had the soldier mentality of like saying yes and electing to choose God as his king to follow. Um, he wants everyone to do the same, to say yes and to desire God to follow him um, as God desires us. Um, from the beginning of time and throughout salvation history, he has desired his people um, so much so as to send Christ. But um, we can only desire if we have this thing of this attitude of gratitude. That was kind of a cool little. No, that there. Was, I was yeah, like, you I definitely like that. did it on purpose. I didn't actually. I just kind of came out and I was like, <laughs> I like that. I'm happy I said that. Um, but we need to have this uh, grateful heart, and this takes a lot of work and it takes cultivation to do so. Um, so that's the first step, right? Is to to enter into prayer and to thank God, um, not necessarily like in very specific ways, um, like throughout. Like you don't have to go through your whole day right away and be like, okay, every single like minute, what was I grateful for? But just kind of like. Okay, what were like the you know five or ten things that I was grateful for? Maybe like a few big things and a few little things that I'm grateful yeah, that, for. The that, highlights. Yeah. yeah. Things that come to mind. Um, like a couple of things from each period of the day, like morning, evening, night. Yeah. Or morning, evening, afternoon. 
And so um, that, was that the takes wrong order. you just just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Thank you for calling attention to that. Um, You're welcome. We <laughs> we move to the second step, um, which is a, a petition for light. We ask for the light of God, the light of the Holy Spirit to enter into our minds and our hearts so that we can enter into our day and recall kind of God's presence and the movements of God um, in our life. And as well as the the moments where we weren't um, moving with God and where the evil spirit was kind of preying on us. Um, So this is basically to say that we can't do this on our own. Um, We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need the guidance of God. And then to trust in that God is now with us in this moment that he's going to illuminate the things that really need to be. So we don't need to be scrupulous and like, and agonize over like every little detail. Like, Oh, I didn't remember that one thing. Or I didn't remember this thing that I did. It's like, just trust that God is helping you to see what he, you need to see to grow closer to him. And that by doing this exercise, he is pleased and he is helping you in the way that you need to be helped in this moment. That's a good point you have about not being overly, overly scrupulous. Cause to me, that is like a very tall mountain to climb yeah. almost like doing all those things. Right. And like, yeah, right. Give me the strength. And then you don't do it. It's like, well, I didn't have the strength to do it then blah, 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 all that negative stuff. Um, but again, I'm a huge person, like the small yeses and the, mm-hmm. the small conversions. It's the same thing within the day. Like even if you do miss things, but recognizing in those really small moments where God is calling you to action, um, and those small moments are what are going to add up to actually into like a big yes or a big conversion. And that's where that petition of God's strength and like the Holy Spirit's presence within your heart. When you make those small yeses, you start to be more aware of that presence. Yeah. Once those small yeses add up into the opportunities where that big yes is placed in front of you. Yeah. And yeah, it helps us to kind of, uh, as we talked about last week, like, um, we talked about confessions, like it's the sense of um, it's not magic. It takes work. It takes efforts to kind of build this up and to, to grow in this. So like, yeah, if we can give those small little yeses, then like it builds up over time so that we can like offer this really great yes of our whole life, mm-hmm. right. To God um, and the things that really matter. So um, third step, which is the big meat Ooh. of the examine uh, is the review, the review of life. Um, and this is basically like, as St. Ignatius says, this, this should happen. Um, in a way that we kind of go through hour by hour through our day, um, which is, it, it sounds intimidating. But like, I don't remember what I did like this morning, you know, I don't remember what I was doing. Um, but again, like trusting the light of the Holy spirit, taking time to, to be quiet and to try and again, this is an exercise. It's in the spiritual exercises. This takes practice to do, uh, to be quiet and to remember like, okay, this happened. Okay. This thing happened. And just, to, we're noting, the moments of desolation and the moments of consolation in our day. Um, and as Ignatius describes those for anyone who may be unfamiliar with uh, what that means. Um, consolation. Um, I give the name consolation to every increase of faith, hope and charity to all interior happiness that calls and attracts a person towards heavenly things into the soul's salvation, leaving the soul quiet and at peace in her creator and Lord. So this is an interior happiness, an interior mm-hmm. peace. Um, it doesn't just mean like, oh, I was happy. It's like, what was it? In t- was it coming from a place of interior like movement? Is that the whole idea of, like, of happiness. I ate a cheeseburger and, and yeah. I was constantly like, it made me feel great inside. <laughs> like it can be a source, maybe. Like if I don't know, but like it's not always that. Um, and so when he talks about desolation, I give the name everything contrary to uh, consolation. It's darkness and disturbance in the soul, attraction towards 
uh, what is low and of the earth, anxiety arising from various agitations and temptations. Um, yeah, basically, find, one finds oneself thoroughly lazy, lukewarm, sad, and as though cut off from one's creator and Lord. I think it's important so, to note too with that desolation, because I think that description is very extreme. Oh, he's an extreme guy. Yeah. Oh, he is. But I, I don't think it necessarily is. It, it doesn't have to be just the extremes. It's not like you're not in desolation if you're only extremely sad or extremely like if you're cut off from God, like desolation can occur just from you being happy, but you being happy of worldly things that are not of God. Like I, I want to try merge that gap. Like it's not just a feelings thing. Um, uh, you can feel good doing something bad. Yes. And I think there was something that I, I saw the other day um, that I had a, a qualm with on that precise point where they said like, you know, we want to get rid of all sadness basically and kind of just get back to feeling consoled. Um, and so if we use the exam prayer to kind of like think like, I'm just reviewing my day so I can figure out where was I sad? I need to remove all sadness or any like feeling of, you know, that's not pure happiness and joy from my life. Um, and I think your distinction is a good one because there are going to be times when you feel sad on a human level. It's not this like, it's not the interior sadness that he's talking about. The interior sadness and like lukewarm kind of stuff, this is like achadia. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, we don't care about the things of God. We don't care about this kind of this sadness of like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. That's that interior desolation. We're like, you yep. this feeling of lowliness and thoughts, not towards God. Like we're not really focused on him. That's the desolation. Now, like the regular sadness of like your friend got hurt or like something bad, like your a family member is sick. Um, I don't know. I, like, like, even Lazarus, like when La- yeah, Jesus exactly. fears of That's Lazarus a great example. dying, like let, Jesus removes himself and weeps. Yeah. Like it, so again, like it's okay. I think the movie inside out, like sadness can be a good thing, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it moves us. And even Ignatius, like he'll talk about this later in his rules on this, but like there are reasons for why we experience desolation. It could be like that. We're just, there's mortal sin or it could be like God is moving us and inviting us into a deeper relationship with him. Yeah. Um, so like, it's not like, uh, there's a really good, I think it was a Catholic stuff podcast probably, but they talk about like, we're not, jumping from like one lily pad of consolation to the next. And like the moment in between is desolation. Like the desolation is the bad part. We need to be on the lily pad of consolation at all times. Um, Like the spiritual life is more like kind of in the middle and we kind of move between both of those areas. Like, it's not like we're always supposed to be in consolation. Mm -hmm. Like this is not how it works. Um, So I think to, to think otherwise, we're supposed to like everyone needs to be this bubbly, like super joyful person all the time. And if you're sad, there's something wrong with you that God's testing you. That's not the case. Um, so again, the, this review of life is to note these moments where we're experiencing God in our life, um, so that we can kind of grow in self-knowledge, self-acceptance, and then towards the end, like in self-gift, um, to know like, how is God working with me? How is he working in my life? Where is he present to me? Because he truly is present at all times and helps us to note these things, these experiences, and then note the places where he isn't. So we can kind of start to attack those a little more. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm a huge proponent on self-knowledge, and I even told you this. Like, I feel like I've even grown so much in self-knowledge in the past three months. Um, it doesn't have to be like this big intimidating beast of nope. there's so much to know about myself or I don't know myself at all. It's like, okay, give yourself a break. You, you probably know a lot more about yourself yeah. than you do. <laughs> yeah, just um, spend time with it. Yeah, allowing yourself to be in silence and spend yeah. time with the Lord and allow him to reveal your identity. That's something mm-hmm. that I've even been praying for more is yeah. that Christ would not only reveal the identity of who he is and mm-hmm. his nature, 
but also who I am and my nature. Yeah. Because um, again, that empowers us to actually have an active role in conversion. And when we experience a conversion, therefore, like along with the petition, like the graces, the strength of like the Holy Spirit, God, all of that. Now we have something to bring to the table too. You know, we know yeah. our weak points. We know what we need to avoid. We mm-hmm. know what we can and can't do. We don't put ourselves in a situation where we do rely on our own strength outside of God. Yeah. And it's like, um, if we're growing in, in self-knowledge by doing the, the exam prayer, it's, it's offering us an opportunity to have that silence for 15 minutes before we go to bed. It's like the end of our day is dedicated to God. Um, it's dedicated to that silence to, to be with him and to, um, kind of see like, yeah, how, how did I interact in those moments where God was present to me or he was trying to be present to me and I, maybe I didn't react as well. So we start to understand like, okay, how, how do I interact with God? What does that reveal about myself? What does that reveal about him? Mm-hmm. I see his perseverance. I see his great love. I see my weakness, my own poverty. And it starts to really like flush these things out the more we, the more we do, the more time we give to him um, in silent recollection. And it starts to frame our lives in terms of God, not in terms of ourselves or of other people. Yeah. Um, it's all about him. Um, this is something I want to touch on at the end, actually, about like what it means to be like a good person. Then, how does this examine prayer help us to be a good person? Yeah. Um, good. So number four is um, I have forgiveness on this sheet. I just want to make sure that that's actually right. Yep, it's forgiveness. Asking pardon for your sins. <laughs> um, so there's an element of like um, kind of the examination of conscience here, where you ask your do your act of contrition. Um, but it's just to note, like, okay, like yeah, where did I screw up a day? Because I probably sinned. Um, note where the note where those places were. And then instead of like an examination of conscience where you kind of like really sit on it, this is kind of just be like, I screwed up in these ways. I beg your, your pardon and your mercy, Lord, like help me to, to stay close and strong to you with you. Yeah. Um, so it's not really like a huge, a huge deal, which I think is great actually um, because it kind of removes the sense of like scrupulosity and avoids ending the day on a really kind of like down yeah, you down, could really no. you could wallow on that very hard yeah. if you really wanted to, especially at the end of this. Because, I mean, not like all your sins are before you of the day, but like all of your shortcomings to some degree are yeah. before mm-hmm. you after yeah. that review. If you just ended right then and there, you could probably just be go to bed pretty sad. At least oh, I would. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would oh, yeah. be almost bothered inside. Like my interior peace would be gone. Cause I'd be like, oh man, mm-hmm. I sinned a ton today. Like that yeah. sucks. Yeah, and I think it, so. His point is to say that, like, again, it's about. Uh, growing in love and desire of God, like recognizing, like seeing, like these are all the places where, like, I didn't, um, you know, say yes as I should have, um, where He was present to me, all these good things, things that I'm grateful for, and then the sins that I committed. How do I now turn back to Him in love and desire Him all the more? So it's kind of a, a more um, positive note to end on. Yeah. And then step five um, is renewal. So basically, it's kind of this. Um, we look back so as to look forward. So this is the whole self-knowledge. So coming to know yourself through the prayers of the examine and then self-acceptance, accepting like, okay, this is where I'm at right now in reality, um, which is a really important thing. Cause if we, if we always think about like, I should be here, I should be at this point in my life, in my, in my spiritual life, I should be here. I'm not doing enough. Um, we're going to miss God. If we're living in that should, where I should be, where I must be, God's where I am. So if we're living elsewhere and thinking about where I ought to be, God's over on the other side being like, Hey, you're over here. Actually, that's where I am. I'm trying to be with you and trying to encounter you where you're at and you're not letting me. Mm-hmm. So we need like do, doing the exam for helps us to be more present to God who is being, who is presence. You know, he's always present. 
So um, it's a very helpful exercise to do. So we look back on our lives so we can accept where we are in reality, accept who God is and how he loves us so that we can then give of ourselves as he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> this is convicting as heck. Yeah. So the, uh, the thing here is then to make uh, kind of a choice at the end of the exam and prayer um, for renewal. Be like, I think it can be more general, but I mean, I'm, this is my personality. I guess I kind of like a more specific thing. Otherwise I feel like I'm probably, you are, you're a very specific person chopping the ball a little bit. Um, but you choose maybe a specific virtue. Um, so I like Ignatius, like pride, vanity, arrogance, all these things. I'm like, all right, I want to, I want to attack that tomorrow. Like, Lord, help me to kind of be present with you in those moments where I can then work on that. Um, those things come up, like be attentive to you in my life and to turn to you. Mm -hmm. Um, because as the examine does, like if you're reviewing your life constantly, you become more present to what's going on in those moments themselves. Yeah. So this whole, like St. Paul says, you know, uh, pray without ceasing. This becomes a way to pray without ceasing. We're always attentive and always with God. We're communicating yeah. with him constantly versus kind of like, oh, I just like did a rosary today. It's like, well, like what about the rest of the day? Yep. <laughs> you know, like this, this kind of helps us to be more, um, I don't know, in the life of God in communion with him throughout the day. Yeah. And to quote Father Chase, um, when I got, he gave me like a summer spiritual guide a couple of years ago, and he had a quote on it, and it was a failure to plan is planning to fail. Uh, <laughs> I, I think this last step is just so important because it, it is a moment where you can look forward to the next day, and you could be like specific. Oh, I want to work on this virtue, and like God be with me in those moments, so I know when mm-hmm. like where there is opportunity for growth. But even more so, like if you have a day, like a reoccurring day kind of thing, like you see the same people at work or you have the mm-hmm. same situation yeah, at home keep coming up. You can think of specific moments that you know are more than likely going to come yes. up or things that are more than likely going to happen. Yeah. And you can make like a mental, like little mental preparation of like, okay, that's going to happen. And I'm going to react this way, or this is how I'm going to combat the temptation to do what I did today. Um, again, like that's like me being like, I'm a very momental person. Like I think of moments rather than big picture at times. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so for me, the plan is more like, okay, I failed in this situation. Now tomorrow, if I'm in that situation, how should I respond? And how will I respond, hopefully, with yeah. God's grace? No, that's really, I like that a lot where it's like, if you, if you know there's going to be something, like, yeah, plan, <laughs> plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, because, yeah, right, God doesn't work in abstract. He works in very concrete uh, ways. Um, so if you have, have a concrete place where, like, he's asking you to work and he's probably going to make that. So when you pray for patience, it's like, Lord, help me to grow in patience. And like the next day you're like the most impatient human being on the planet. And you're like, why didn't you help me? It's like, well, I gave you a bunch of opportunities to do so. Um, so we're, I'm helping you along here. Like, Oh, thank you. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So if you can like think ahead and be like, I know I'm going to encounter this person or this like event. How do I deal with it? Yeah. I'm going to plan ahead to like really like in, be present to God in those moments. Um, and like really trust and abandon myself to him in those moments, I think is kind of the, the other thing where it's yep. not like, I'll just get through it myself and know that God's there. Like, no, I'm going to really like allow him to be the one to help me through it. Yeah. Allow him to kind of be the crutch that you lean on. Yeah. Um, and so this last thing I wanted to say before we, we conclude here um, is that doing the examine, um, living a kind of, a, as we talk about social media, kind of like trying to live a more recollected life mm-hmm. an examined life um, where we actually live our lives. We're not just kind of passive to them. We engage with what's happening. We encounter God as he encounters, as he's trying to encounter us, um, we frame our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. We come to know, as you said, like, what, who am I? Like, what is my nature? Who am, who am I as Michael Adams? Who am I as John Rahimi? 
we come to know that through the person of Jesus. He reveals us to ourselves mm-hmm. in his person. So um, I think the, the, the great thing about the exam is that it, it helps us know like, well, what does a good person look like? What, is like? what does it look like for me to be good? Um, well, it looks like Jesus, <laughs> which I know sounds very like cliche, but I think a lot of times people just kind of cop out. I know I do this a lot where I'm like, well, you know, I'm a good person. I don't do anything that bad. Uh, other people do worse things than I do. Like those are bad people. The comparison thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, and that's a lot. It's, it's an easy cop out for like, I think a lot of people that um, aren't living an examined life or when we kind of let it falter away, we're like not really thinking about God as much is that um, we can kind of let things slide where it's like, that was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. And it's like, well, who are you comparing it to? That's when I think we're comparing it to other people and not, Christ, whereas the examined prayer helps us to compare our lives in the terms of Jesus. That's such an important distinction because I think a lot of times with examine, not the examined prayer, but when we examine who we are, Mm -hmm. it's much more of like, oh man, I can't believe I do this. Like so-and-so doesn't do that. Like why Mm -hmm. do I, why do I feel the need to do that? Or the whole idea of like, I'm a pretty good person. I don't do what they're doing. Like Mm -hmm. what they're doing is really bad. So I'm doing pretty well in life. You know, like yeah. my, I have my life together. I'm not out there doing all the stuff that they're doing. And again, when you actually take time to know yourself deeply, then you start to see like, okay, well, I'm not doing that stuff, but I am doing other things that definitely need addressed. Like, yeah, exactly. They definitely need my attention and they need Christ to come in and kind of change and mold what is there. Yeah. It's like recognizing like, you know, is being, good quote unquote good enough mm-hmm. like you just want to be good you want the fullness of goodness yep. like do i want jesus christ who is the totality um do i need do i actually want salvation um because that's what he has on offer for us or, or do i just want to kind of you know get by and kind of like live an okay life um but yeah like you said like it, we kind of let those things that do need addressing kind of slide under the rug where it's like yeah. if you're living more examined life you're trying to think about like you know Okay, what was I doing today? How, what is my life really like? Am I growing in self-knowledge? Um, you realize, oh, look, I'm not actually saying yes to God in these things. I'm kind of just, again, passive to what's happening in my life. Yeah. Whereas Ignatius' whole point is to say, like, we need to ardently desire to say yes. We need to really desire God yeah. just as much as he desires us. And to have that kind of heart that's like, yes, I choose, actively choose God, not just kind of like, well, I'm not doing bad things. So like, ergo, I'm choosing God. It's like, well, not necessarily actually. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not what God has on offer. He says, I came so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Not that you might kind of just, you know, I don't know, have a mediocre life. That's kind (laughs) of boring. Yep. Doesn't sound like him. Yeah, I know. So um, I guess that, yeah, gratitude and recollection, self-knowledge, self-acceptance of yourself and uh, all the mission of self-gift. That's kind yeah. of the, the theme here. Start with gratitude. Gift, all of it. Starts with gratitude um, and continues on to this, this great love of charity, which is self-gift. So, yeah, yeah I mean, if you, uh, there's great websites. There's a great book by Father Tim Gallagher who wrote the Examine Prayer book, which kind of goes through um, these prayers in, in more depth than we did here. Um, it's a good read, short, but I'd recommend that. And then also just look online for it if you, if you find yourself in need of something um, like this. I think it's great a great place to start. Um, if you're wanting to have a more regular prayer routine, if you don't have time to do like a holy hour every day, like this is a good way to kind of keep your day, um, focused on our Lord. 
it's structured, but it gives you the opportunity to kind of speak into it yourself too. Exactly. And have like Amen. some yeah. personal prayer. It's not like you're just reciting the rosary. Nope. Like every word said for you almost. It yeah. gives you the opportunity to kind of speak into and yeah. actually encounter Christ in like a relationship. Yep. It's a good little roadmap, John. I like it. Yeah. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Well, that's all we got, I believe, right, John? Si, senor. Si, si. Um, so, yeah, from all of us at The Catch, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to John or I at thecatchcc at gmail.com. Um, but we'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. Toodaloo. Bye-bye.